Hello everyone, welcome back to the Blaze Experience once again. I'm your host Derek as always, and you are joining us for episode 98 today. And episode 98 is going to be another Borderlands podcast, but this time Borderlands 3 is out. So we are going to talk about Borderlands 3. This is going to be kind of an introduction podcast for people that have played a lot of Borderlands 3 already. Um, a lot of the stuff in this podcast might not pertain to you as much because it's going to be more of a general thoughts, um, kind of bare bones basics of the game to kind of inform uh, newer players about it. But Borderlands 3 is something I've been enjoying a lot. Um, I haven't officially finished the story yet, which we'll get into afterwards, but I'm very close. And Borderlands 3 is something that we will do more podcasts about in the future in a d- in-depth topics. So we might like um, do a whole podcast talking about the story of Borderlands 3, for example. But this podcast in particular is going to be just the intro. So I just want to make sure that's clear at the start here. But a couple of news items before we get into that. Uh, our next stream is going to be Sunday, 12 to 4 Eastern. We're going to be playing some State of Decay 2. Um, and then also Monday and Tuesday, we're going to play State of Decay 2, 12 to 4 Eastern as well. And I will be doing some kind of like Demolition Derby event uh, during those days. It was originally set to be all three days, but honestly, um, I haven't had time to get all the parts and stuff I need for doing three days worth of events. So it may end up just turning into a one day event instead. Um, but I will give everyone the heads up on that and let you know. But basically, um, the next episode of the podcast is likely going to be a State of Decay 2 episode. State of Decay 2 did have an announcement recently, and on the next stream that's happening next week, they said they're going to be going over some patch notes, so I'm probably going to do the next episode of our podcast as kind of a combo podcast, going over the announcement they made and going over the patch notes that they're going to give us next week. So that's kind of what the next episode's probably going to be, and that would be episode 99, and then we have episode 100 coming up, so episode 100, I'll be truthful in saying that I've had some ideas, but I don't exactly know what I want to do for it yet, so if you're someone out there listening to this that wants to give me some ideas for what to do for episode 100, you know, what you'd like to see to make it kind of a special one, um, just jump in my Discord and uh, send me a message, or email me at theblazeexperience at gmail.com, or um, jump at me on Twitter at blazeexperience. Just find me some way and give me the feedback on what you'd like me to do at episode 100. And uh, let me know. I have some different ideas for it that might be kind of fun. But um, just give me your ideas and we'll see what happens. So that's going to be coming up in about two weeks. And I will hopefully uh, have decided by next week uh, what we're going to do exactly. So, But that being said, we are going to get into Borderlands 3 here. So. In order to get into Borderlands 3, we have our common Borderlands guest on here. He is still the second most uh, frequent guest in the podcast history. He's trying to catch up to Monty, who is back on episode 97. Please welcome back to the podcast, Zombie Killerman. How are you, Zombie? Good, good. Thanks for coming back again. Yep, no problem. So I know we played a lot of Borderlands 3 together, and we have almost finished the story. We have about five missions left to go. Probably uh, one more stream will be able to do it. So uh, how are you liking the game so far? I know you finished it, so. Uh, yeah, um, I loved it. 
like I, I still enjoy playing it to this day. Uh, like after even completing, I say this day as if it's been like years. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I'll probably say that at some moment that we do down the line. But yeah, it's literally been out for like two weeks. So <laughs> yeah, God, as it? it feels like it's been out for a month now. I'm joking, it hasn't. But um, but yeah, I've been enjoying it. Even when you've completed the story, it's still a ton of fun to just sit there and even just grind. It's so it's so much fun. Yeah, that's kind of the feeling I got too, and I haven't completed it yet. But um, I'm not sure if you know hours wise what you put in, but I know for me, I've put about 25 hours into the game so far. So it's not like I've put all the time in the world as like some people do, but um, I put a decent amount into the game, and I've got about five missions left in the story. But so far, I've been loving all of it, and um, I can't wait to finish the story as soon as possible. Just the only reason I haven't played more Borderlands Three is not because the game's not good; it's just because I have other games I want to play too, as a variety uh, streamer and stuff like that. So I've been playing a lot of Dead by Daylight. I'm going to play some State of Decay too. So I do have other games I want to get to, and that's the only reason I haven't played more. But uh, if I had all the time in the world, I would definitely play more Borderlands Three. Yeah, um, my playtime is God. Um, I don't want to mention it now. <laughs> uh, Two days worth. Two days plus. We'll just say that. Two days plus. So, like, uh, over 40 hours in game time? Yeah. <laughs> Can't stop playing it. Yeah, I honestly wish I couldn't stop playing it, um, but I just don't have as much time as I would like to, so. But, you know, hopefully I can get back into it soon and finish the uh, main story. But without spoiling um, anything, which I know is going to be kind of tough, what would you say is the gist of the main story? Like, um, main, remember here, we don't want to spoil anything, so we don't want to give, like, very uh, minor details about, like, how the story works. Exactly. Without spoilers. Ooh, that is that is hard. Um, well, essentially, it's, it's basically been about what every single Borderlands has ever been about, which is obviously, if you've played previous versions of this game, it's about hunting vaults and be like glory and all that stuff, but obviously in this game it it takes a new twist to that concept, and the rest is to your imagination if you play the game. Yeah, and I think to add on to that, I would say that um, basically the gist of the story overall, without spoiling, is you have these two new villains, the Calypso twins, and they are uh, streamers, and they have, like, a cult following, and basically your goal as the Vault Hunter is to take down these um, two, like, overly annoying streamers and their cult and defeat them. That's kind of, like, the overall goal of the story, I would say. Would you agree with that? Yeah. And along the way, you're, you know, encountering um, different bosses and different plants and stuff, and that's kind of one of the things that's new in Borderlands 3 is the plants. Um in all the Borderlands games so far, there's only been one planet per game, basically. Um, you know, it's basically been Pandora. In the pre-sequel, you obviously um, were on Elpis, you know, and stuff like that a little more. But in Borderlands 3, it's actually uh, a lot of planets that you're on, and you kind of live on the Sanctuary ship, which uh, we'll get to in a bit. But do um, you want to talk about some of the different planets, Sam? We've got five different planets. We're not going to talk um, in detail about the last one. And maybe not too many details about some of the later plants. We don't want to spoil the story, but um, I've been to four of the plants. There's one planet I have not been to. Um, so, obviously, if we start with Pandora. Now, Pandora is where, obviously, as you've just said, them blazes were 
we've been for most of the games. Um, so it has a more of a familiar feel to it. Um, so Pandora's essentially like a barren wasteland where there's no law, it's all lawlessness and there's tons of bandits and people everywhere and there are no rules. And everything's just chaos, essentially. Um, so you're always like, in a way, you're always constantly getting attacked on that planet by bandits specifically because they roam that planet like it's nothing. Because there are no laws. Completely lawless planet. Um, that, compared to Promethea, however, is... Promethea's completely different to Pandora in so many ways, considering that it's a massive metropolitan city. And... It's more fu- it's it's more futuristic styled than uh, than obviously Pandora is, and I was guessing before obviously you go there like obviously this place is more civilized and more obviously it's got more protection and all that stuff than Pandora has ever had ever. Um, and then from that point you then go to a planet called Eden Six. No, it's Athena's first. It's Athena's. Yes. You yeah. uh, visit that one first. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Athena's is more of a peaceful planet, um, where there's basically... It's like, it's more religious, like, it has monks in it, and, like, cathedral temples. It's more of a religious place, like, it's, it's like a sanctuary kind of place, where there's peace, people go there to discover religion, discover stuff... It's a more of a peaceful planet, and it's very lush in its flora, and it's and it just looks pretty in general. And then from that point, <laughs> you can trust that to Eden Six, which is more of a swampy kind of planet. Uh, it's more like a lagoon. Um, swamp pretty much covers the planet, and basically, um. It's more like lagoony than it is actual like civilization in a way. So it isn't like rich in civilization, but it's still civilized in a kind of a sense, but not all the way like Prometheus would be. And then we have our final planet, which um you probably can't spoil too much about that, right? I can't spoil too much about that, no. But we can say that the name is uh, Necrotefeo. I think it's pronounced. Yep, you got it right first time, Necrotefeo. Perfect. So. Um, I will say, personally, my favorite planet was Athena's. I just really love the style of Athena's, and I think it's a really cool aesthetic, and it's a fun planet to be on. Um, what would you say is your favorite? Uh, my favorite has to be, uh, Promethea. And, uh, why Promethea? Because of the way it's so, like, futuristic styled, and the massive skyscrapers, and all that stuff. It just looked amazing to me when I first went there. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, um, I think definitely the least here would just be Pandora for the simple sake that we've seen it a bunch already. We already know it, so it's not as fun to be on Pandora anymore. We already know that one. Yeah, it gets a bit repetitive, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But honestly, uh, the new planets, do you like having the other planets to go to in this game as opposed to just being on one planet for a whole game? Yeah, I love the whole space travel concept. I think it was really well done. I agree for sure. Yeah, I just love between each I one. hope that, like, you know, if they keep making Borderlands games, that they kind of continue that type of thing, where they have, like, other planets you can visit and stuff like that. It's kind of cool. 
yeah, because they haven't even begun to touch on the surface of what, how many planets are in that galaxy. Exactly. And, you know, obviously to get to these planets, you'd have to do that in some sort of vessel. So our home base for um, this adventure is Sanctuary 3, which is a spaceship. So do you want to talk about that spaceship a little bit? So this spaceship's been being crafted and built since before, obviously, the end of uh, Borderlands 2. And they've made this obviously they can go out and explore, essentially, because... Obviously, being on Pandora all your life kind of gets a bit repetitive and bland and boring, so they wanted to go and explore. So they built this massive spaceship, which originally didn't have a name, but they renamed it Sanctuary based off of the last place, which was the safe haven of uh, the second game. As a way of, obviously, Sanctuary, in a meaning, obviously, is like a safe haven. So I get why they called it Sanctuary, because it's a safe haven, it's a safe spaceship, and I just like the way they did exactly. that. Well, I guess in the storyline, though, it doesn't always start out safe, because, um, you know, Claptrap has to use uh, his posterior to save the ship. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys will uh, get that when you play through it, but... <laughs> yeah. Probably my best line, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Uh... But on this ship, um, you have a lot of your usual vendors. So you have, um, you know, Marcus is selling your guns. You have um, Ellie that's, you know, running to catch a ride. You have Crazy Earl. Um, what's different about Crazy Earl this time? Let's stop on him for a second. Because he's a little bit uh, different than what he sells and stuff like that. Uh, so Crazy Earl used to sell your SDUs, which would, would be obviously how you upgrade your equipment. So you can get, like, extra ammo, extra slot space. He used to do that, but he doesn't anymore. What he does is all your cosmetic items... Uh, maybe sells you an overpowered gun or two if you look at his actual like vendor machine that he has. But most of the time, he's actually if you go to him personally and use some of your iridium, which is some like one of the currency in the game, you can get cosmetic items. Yeah, and I think a lot of the cosmetic items you can get with him are some of the cooler ones. I don't know if you agree because I mean you can yeah, get some like moving skins and stuff like that. Like I think they're really interesting skins and. You could also get with him uh, room decorations. And why won't be any room decorations that way? Because who each Vault Hunter has their own separate room, <laughs> hey, <laughs> where you can hang up exactly. your, where you can end up your collection of all the stuff you gathered on the wall. Uh, you can add decorations of your own. You can basically make the place your own, essentially, and no one else can touch your stuff. I personally like that. Yeah, like you have your own little bank vault, and um, you can you know, increase the storage of it with Marcus and make that even more and. You can actually display uh, weapons and stuff on the wall, which I think is a pretty cool feature, don't you? Yeah, I, lo I love displaying weapons on the wall and stuff. Yeah, I think I need um, two more legendaries to have like a full wall of like legendary stuff to show off, so it's kind of cool. <laughs> you can show off like legendary shields, uh, legendary class mods, and like legendary shotguns, basically anything I think that you can put um, weapons up there. And I think uh, what's cool too is each room is actually themed after each Vault Hunter, and I think that's really interesting. Like, um, you know, like Mara, she has like her punching bag in there. Um, Moe's, I think, has like, you know, kind of like mech related stuff. You know, obviously, um, for the Iron Bear. Um, I think Flack has like pet related stuff, right? Yeah, he has, um, like a pet's corner, some pet food and then stuff. That's really Oh, yeah, it. pet bed, I remember, yeah. Um, 
yeah, like Moe's had like the mech kind of stuff. I forget what Zane had in his room that was themed for Zane. What does Zane have exactly? I, I think he, I think with Zane, I think he has like in like a more of a, like a high tech table, like an operative table, and a few like other things like around that, like obviously that relate to his skill of being an operative. That's true. Yeah, I think Zane, like to me, I don't know about you, but he's like the least interesting of all of to me. Like, it feels like it's a you know character we've already seen. Like the other three seem like oh, this is kind of interesting. This is new. He's the one out of the four that seems the least interesting to me personally. Well, I mean, too much. You could say the same thing about the siren, but you know. True, true. <laughs> so I guess Moe's and Black are the most interesting. I guess so. Yeah, because they're some they're like completely different. It's like something new in the series and stuff. So, but yeah, I get what you mean. But you know, I guess that's a good segue. We can actually talk about these Vault Hunters. I mean, um, there's four new Vault Hunters, and I believe you did discover that there's going to be no new Vault Hunters beyond these four in the whole game, right? The developers have confirmed that, yeah. So that's kind of unfortunate. I mean, not that I don't like these characters, they're great characters, but it is kind of unfortunate these are the only four we're have. So, like, do you feel like that's going to get stale for players after a while, just having these four for the life of the game? It might do. But I think if they do the DLC right, then I think that it'll keep the game more lively and they won't really be bothered about the Hunters, like the Vault Hunters, so... I mean, especially since they've obviously got DLC coming up as well already, and the game's only been out for two weeks. Because they've already given Gus the DLC, which I'm like, I was surprised they actually confirmed that they were giving us the DLC right off the bat. Do you want to uh, talk about that DLC then? Um, what When is it going to come? Okay, so the DLC they're planning is in October. Um, I can't remember the top, the date off the top of my head, but it's in October, and it's called Bloody Harvest, and it's basically a Halloween-themed event, where it's going to be an event, it's not like a paid DLC, it's going to be a free update, it's going to, it's basically a free event, which isn't going to stay around forever, but you basically go there, and you basically take on Halloween-themed enemies, and you get a bunch of new more cosmetic stuff, uh, weapons, legendaries, all that stuff. But keep in mind, it's an event and it's not going to be there forever. So take advantage while while you have it when it comes out. That kind of seems interesting. Then, um, do you think it's going to be a DLC that's going to go off with a big hit, or do you think it's going to be one that like is kind of like a murder, say, of what you've seen so far? Um, it probably might go off with a big hit, considering it's the first ever time they're releasing a free event DLC where it won't stay forever in the lifespan of the game. That's true, because uh. How long is it timed again? Like, do you have to play within a certain amount of time, right? Yeah, it's going to be a certain amount of time, the event, yeah. But they haven't said how long, though? They haven't said how long, no. Okay. I would assume, like, maybe, like, two weeks or something, if I had to guess. Yeah. But, um, I guess we'll stop back on our Vault Hunters in a second, but since we did go over to DLC, um, do you know how much DLC has been confirmed for the game overall? Uh, up to now, I'm not sure. All, all we know is that first event that's coming out. I don't have anything That's else fair, so. than that, so... I know with the um, Season Pass, I believe it lists at least four DLCs included with that, so I think there are going to be some uh, nice story DLCs coming, so... Fair enough. But I guess we can talk about our Vault Hunters now, so... I did already spoil that Zane is my least favorite, so... Um, <laughs> what can we say about Zane? Like, what would you describe Zane as? And, like, what's his kind of, you know, uh, special skill that he has that, like, other people don't have? So, with Zane, he, um, he's an operative, but he can go invisible, and 
obviously reappear somebody else, like reappear somewhere else, and obviously with that as well, he has a drone that follows him, which he can set as well that can cause explosions and fight with him and stuff like that. Because the thing is, with all these Vault Hunters, the way they're all set up this year is they have three different abilities that they can use one. Like, they can only use one, but there's three you can choose from. So it gives you more variety when you choose it between them, which I like. So you can either be invisible, or you can have a drone that goes out and does your bidding for you. Oh, and I can't remember what these last ability is, but I know them two off the top of my head. But I can't remember the last one that he has. That's fair enough, yeah. I haven't played him, and honestly, I haven't really looked into him, so I can't really speak on him a whole lot, to be honest with you. Like, I didn't really look at his skill trees that much. I mean, Zane was the only one of the four that I knew right off the bat, like, okay, I'm not playing Zane. Like, he's not the one I'm interested in. The other three Vault Hunters, I all um, almost played them as my main Vault Hunter. Um, I kind of, you know, switched back and forth between them, but Zane was the only one I'm like, eh, nah, I'm good. I don't need to play him. Apart from the same, because I call dips. <laughs> right, but that's what I'm saying is like uh, the siren, which we're going to talk about next, is Amara. Um, before you called dibs on her, I was interested in her, but then once you did that, I'm like, okay, you do, you can have her all choose between those two. But um, what can you say about Amara? Really, I mean, she's a siren, so she has sort of you know general uh, siren abilities you expect. But what is different about Amara? Okay, so with Amara, she retains um, one of the perks that. The, a previous siren used from the second game, which is a phase lock ability, where well, phase grab ability, where she can lift an enemy up into the air in a bubble, and everyone can shoot that enemy because it's not going to be able to even fire back against you. She also has these fists on her back, which uh, she can throw herself up to you and pound on the floor, and it'll clear out the whole area, not killing them but knocking them down. So it stuns all the enemies, so it gives you, your teammates more of a chance to obviously get in there and kill a tougher enemy. Um, and I'm trying to remember the last one off the top of my head. Um, what's the last one? I can't remember the last one. Fair enough. But I mean, I know in our story that we play together and what I've been doing on stream, you've been playing Amara for that. So how have you enjoyed Amara when we play? Um, once you get like her all ability sorted, if she becomes really fun to play. Like I love playing Amara. Yeah, I think she's someone that would be interesting for me to play. Um, I think at some point down the line, maybe I'd like to play her, but I think I am probably um, sticking with my main Vault Hunter for a while now, which I did choose Moe's, so we can talk about Moe's now. Um, what can you say about Moe's? What's different about Moe's? Um, well, since you mean to, let's start with you then. Sure, we can do that. So, um, basically, Moe's is... A awesome badass um, gunner warrior. Not <laughs> biased. Basic... <laughs> no, no, not being biased at all. <laughs> you definitely can't tell, right? <laughs> nah, I don't think we can tell. Mm. <laughs> I'll just add a couple more words in there for. <laughs> but moving on, um, she has an equally awesome and badass uh, Iron Bear mech, and basically what Moses' skill is, is she jumps into her Iron Bear mech and controls that from inside it, and this Iron Bear mech, it has a field capacity, and it uh, keeps firing whatever weapon you put on it until the field capacity drains out, or until... Uh, the shields are taken down by enemies, and basically they uh, destroy the mech for that point. 
and, you know, it has a cooldown like anything else. But basically what's really interesting is this mech, you can actually put plenty of different weapons on there. Um, you can put a bare fist, which is like a pneumatic fist that you can actually, if you use different augments on it, which are basically, um, I guess, additional ways to use your um, skills, essentially. Like, each skill tree has them for each character, and augments are sort of like different ways to use your skills, is how I put it. But basically, there's one way with this Iron Bear Fist that actually shoots the fist out. Uh, I haven't tried the fist yet, but it sounds like a cool concept. Uh, they have a railgun, they have a minigun, uh, which can overheat, so they have like things like that where you can overheat it, and you, know, you have to wait to fire it again. They have a homing rockets, they have a uh, grenade launcher. Uh, probably the coolest one, though, and one of the ones I use in my lows right now is the flamethrower. And, you know, a zombie's seen this in action, I think zombie would agree with me that it's pretty cool to see me just, you know, go over there with a flamethrower to set a thing on fire. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just basically, you know, jump my mech around, I'm like... You know, there's a bunch of enemies in one area, and I set them all fire, like, all right, zombie, it's series clear. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we've had the mechanical uh, like, evil laugh yet. Maniacal evil laugh yet. Probably not. He, he hasn't gone insane yet, so it's fine. He hasn't become a pyromaniac. It's fine. Hopefully. <laughs> well, I mean, my whole build is based on fire, so um, basically I have a lot of things in her skill tree that, you know, add extra incendiary damage, and Basically, it makes a lot of fiery mayhem when I play her, so it's kind of fun, actually. Yeah, but... The only thing I will say is the current build that I have, um, it's not set up well for survivability, so yeah. because it's geared towards fire more, I do go down more, but I do more damage when I'm up. This is kind of how I put it. Yeah, so essentially, <laughs> when you first bosses, you nearly get wanted every time, but you do enough damage output to actually make it mean something, so... Exactly, so it kind of works out both ways, right? So. Yeah, personally that isn't my playstyle that I went with for either of the characters I played. Um, I went for a more balanced gameplay, so... Yeah, I think, like, I haven't built my full build that I envisioned yet, but once I get my full build built that I envisioned, if um, I'm still having an issue where, like, I don't have enough survivability, I might just respec it and do a different build where I have a little bit more survivability and maybe a little bit less of the other stuff. You know what I mean? That I have, like, kind of more balance. Yeah. Because she does have skills on there that, like, add to your shields and things like that, you know, adds to Iron Bear's shield. I just didn't use a lot of those because I was going for more of a damage uh, aspect, but um, it, it is noticeable when I have, like, such, my health is, like, so much lower than everyone else's because I went for a certain build, so. Yeah. Want to play around with it. But honestly, she's a lot of fun to play. It's really cool to jump in her mech and just, you know, go smash stuff. It, it feels like, you know, you're this big tanky beast on the field and just, you know, you jump around, go stomp on some stuff, and then get out of the tank. You're like, okay, I'm done now. <laughs> and that's one of the cool things, actually, too, is that you don't have to play it out until the field uh, all the way drains out. If you want to, like, say, you know, the group of enemies, you kill the enemies, and then there's no more enemies, you can actually jump out of the mech early. And whatever fuel is left remaining, it actually converts that into your cooldown. So basically, if I only use half of the fuel, then the half of the fuel that I didn't use converts into my cooldown. My cooldown will go faster. I don't know if you even knew that, Zombie, but that's really cool, actually. Uh, I knew that um, off of playing with a friend who obviously plays most as well. But he did a different build to you, where if you do get out your mech 
um, early, then they could actually stay there and fight for you. So I find that one pretty cool. I've watched that one in action. It's really cool to see the mech and then obviously Moe's fighting alongside each other rather than, you know, Moe's being in the mech. I like that one. Yeah, me too. I mean, honestly, her mech is awesome. I love it. But I know there's another Vault Hunter, though, that you love a lot that uh, has something else at their disposal. So do you want to talk about Mr. Flack? Yeah, I'll talk about Mr. Flack. I don't know why you said Mr. Flack, but okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so Flack is the Beastmaster. So he has pets, which is the first ever, like first ever time they've ever done this, which I was really curious about. So he has three different pets he has access to with his abilities. So he can go with a skag called Mr. Chew. Uh, and essentially this skag, um, I think upgrades his damage output and his abilities, like, he can take, I think he can tank more damage when he's, when the skag's in his party and stuff like that. And with obviously his other ability that's with it. Um, I know as well then for the second one that he has, he has, um, a jabber with him and this jabber does, uh, regen damage. And a few other things, um, along with, along with obviously making sure that obviously Flack is uh, more stealth as well. He can go stealth. That he can. Yeah. Um, and then his last ability, which I personally used, he has a spider ant that accompanies around, accompanies him around. Called Brutus. Yeah, you love your little spider ant. Yeah, I love. I want my big spider ants. But anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the spider ant uh, helps your regen. Uh, it helps you regen health faster. It also has this ability where you can send out rack, which is these flying birds, that cause explosive incendiary damage, and you can fly them into enemies. Yeah, I think the spider ant is a pretty cool one. I think the jabber will probably be my favorite. Um, and I don't believe you mentioned as well, but he has another skill that you can use to get like a rack stuff out too, right? I think it's called a uh, rack attack, and he like sends a couple of racks out from his arm, and basically uh, he can use those at disposal too. So you can have you know racks attacking, you can have your spider ant, your jabber, uh, your skag. So he's a really cool character, honestly, and um, he is definitely the next one I want to play after Moe's, I would say. Yeah, he's he's a ton of fun. I love playing him, and um, his regen build makes him even more overpowered than anything else. So. And do you use the uh, rack attack as well? Yeah, you can obviously with some of the action skills that you can have as well. Um, thingy. Um, it basically. I'm trying to remember something. Yeah, uh, so it has extra charge to it. Um, the action skill that I have anyway, which basically means I can have um, instead of obviously having two flock of rack that go out, I can have a double lap. So I have four sets of rack that can go out. And there's three of them in each one, so I can have 12 go out and do damage. But also give me health back every time they hit an enemy. So oh, you can actually get cool. health back from them? That's yeah, kind of cool. that's the regen build, yeah. So essentially, when I hit an enemy with those rack, they'll get they'll grant me health back. And regen my health for me. That's not bad, then. No, it's really good. I love it. And would you say Flack is definitely your favorite of the Vault Hunters, or do you like Mara better? Uh, I know it's I one of the say... two for you. Uh, for me, it has to be Flack. 
I played more time with him. It might change when I played more time with Amara, but for the moment, it has to be Fla. Fair enough. And for me, it obviously be Moe's, you know, it's only one I've played with so far, but I think I would enjoy uh, both Flack and Amara as well. Yeah. I think for my playstyle, I would never really enjoy Zane, so uh, I probably am never going to play Zane just because I don't have time to play, like, a bunch of Fall Hunters anyway, so I'm probably never going to grab him. Fair enough. But that's our new Vault Hunters, but we also have other new characters, too. So, um, one of these new characters is a character named Ava. Do you want to describe Ava a little bit? So, Ava is uh, an inspiring uh, Vault Hunter. Um, who wants to, obviously, um, become a Vault Hunter uh, because she's heard stories about this, and obviously she was really intrigued about them. And as she's currently being trained to be a siren as well, but she doesn't really, really want to do it in a way. So she's kind of a bit naive about it. Yeah, she's super hardcore wanting to be a siren. And um, I believe it's Maya that like is kind of training her, right? When you meet her? Yeah, it's Maya, yeah. And honestly, um, I've heard some people say they kind of hate her as a character, like, um, I don't know if you watch Angry Joe at all, Zombie, but in his review, um, he basically trashed out of it. He's like, I, I hate this character so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, no, I've not watched that, so. <laughs> yeah, basically, uh, he hated Ava, and he also hated the clip sequence. <laughs> wow. Honestly, Ava wasn't really grading for me too much. I mean, she's just, gonna, you know, she's there, and I'm like, eh, Ava's cool, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, um,. I think probably my favorite new character, um, that he's not really a part of the story too, too much, but I think it's Baymax. Um, yeah, so Baymax, um, I like Baymax. Uh, because he, because uh, I don't know, it's just the way he talks, it's just the style, the way he talks, I just, I don't know, I just kind of liked it. It's <laughs> just an AI instead of a, uh, instead of an object. Sort of a burr. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird at first, but I got used to it. <laughs> I think he's pretty cool, though, honestly. I mean, he's a really cool, interesting character. You know, I don't want to spoil too much about it because it's going to spoil part of the story, but I, I think when you get to know him, um, you'll, you'll probably like him. I think he's pretty cool. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, our big baddies for this are the Calypso twins. Um, you have Tyrene and Troy. And basically, they're uh, supposed to embody, like, you know, really annoying streamers that um, have made a cult. And um, honestly, Troy is kind of like meh for me. He's kind of bland. But I think Tyreen is kind of like, you know, annoyingly uh, funny at times. Like, I think she's just kind of like, wow, you're annoying. But it's like funny that you're annoying kind of thing. Like, to me, it kind of worked. I mean, I guess for some people, uh, they hate her. But... To me, it kind of worked, you know, like when she like always says, like, you know, uh, God Queen Tyrene coming at you, I'm like, <laughs> it's kind of like funny because, like, it makes you think of, like, you know, this actually does kind of sound like, you know, some, like, um, I guess overzealous streamer a little bit that, you know, like, is, like, really full on themselves, you know what I mean? Yeah. What did you think of uh, her and Troy? Uh, I actually enjoyed them, to be honest. They weren't as good as Handsome Jack, in my opinion. But I, I I appreciated the attempt they tried to do with it. Uh, but I also enjoyed them because 
they did the characters well, like the the people they casted for it and stuff like that. They did it well because they're just they're designed to be annoying and you're designed to hate them. And exactly that, I I hated them. In like what like I'm supposed to hate them, so it, it's a good way then. You know what I mean? I'm supposed to like not like them. Which I liked as well, because obviously some games have certain villains that people just like, oh, I like this villain instead of hating them, and it's kind of not the concept, you know what I mean? So, yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. I mean, I think they are meant to be loved to hate, and like, they're not as good as Jack, but I think um, they're definitely better as villains than um, Borderlands 1 or the pre-sequel, I would say. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Because the pre-sequel Jack isn't, like, the villain. He's it's kind of like this Jack story of becoming a villain. Like, um, so basically, um, see, the main villains at the end of those games are so, like, um, I guess not great that I barely remember. Like, I remember uh, Commander Steel is Borderlands 1, and honestly, I can't remember the name of the main villain in pre-sequel right now, so, like, <laughs> I don't remember it off the top of your head, but <laughs> I know it's supposed to be, like, some general. There you go, yeah. Like so, I know the boss fight was fun for Zarpadon, but like as a villain, it really didn't work that well. So like, yeah. I mean, for me, um, I don't know why people will be you know kind of crapping on these villains too much because to me, like, yes, they're not as good as Jack, but I mean, we've already seen worse. So like, it's not like they're the worst villains in Borderlands. Like, I mean, they're better than you know all the them besides Jack. So yeah. No one's ever going to beat Jack. Let's just be honest right now. <laughs> Jack was probably the perfectly yeah, exactly. designed villain they've ever made. So. Exactly. <laughs> I rest my case. But are there any other new characters you want to uh, mention off the top of your head? I, uh, there's obviously some we're missing, but do you think there's any that are important enough to mention? Um, Maybe um Winchester? Winchester. I'm trying to remember now. Or am I getting the name wrong? Um, Winchester? I was going to say, I don't think there's anyone in the game called Winchester. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm probably getting the name wrong. Uh, <laughs> it's the guy that, like, uh, owns the gun company and, like, you're trying to defend him in Eden 6. Kind of, like, help him out. Um, oh, yeah. I knew his name. You know what I'm talking I about, I forgot right? it now. Yeah, I know, I know, I know who you're on about, but I forgot his bloody name now. Oh, <laughs> you don't see much of him, that's why. Oh, for God's sake. I think it's cool to mention, though, at least, but I mean... Yeah, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. They'll experience it anyway, so... <laughs> You'll find out who we're on about, and then you can ridicule us for not remembering the name. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> yeah, he's not, like, a main, main character, but um, I think it's cool enough that it's, like, interesting, so... Yeah. I mean... There he's are like new the, characters um, on Prometheus. He's basically the leader of the Jacobs uh, rifle line, so. Yeah. So, uh, I thought his name was Winchester Jacobs, but maybe I'm wrong now. Should have been named that now. That actually sounds pretty much better than the actual name <laughs> he actually had. Winchester <laughs> Jacobs. What a name. <laughs> that would be kind of cool, actually, yeah. So. <laughs> you basically work yeah, in the gearbox, design a... <laughs> <all> the characters' plays. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, you know, Borderlands 4, uh, that'll be the new guy right again. <laughs> Winchester Jacobs, oh jeez. Oh, actually, uh, there is another character we can mention too. That's um, one of the enemies that is fairly interesting. Um, sort of earlier in the game, and that's uh, Katagawa. Katagawa. 
Um, so he's the head of another gun company called Malawan. Uh, and <laughs> which was my uh, most used gun company in the game. Yeah, and this is the one thing I didn't get. For most of the games, they're just a gun company. But they come back in this game, and they have a fleet and a leader, and they're evil. What the hell? <laughs> when did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> it's the only confusing concept for me. Yeah, it's the only confusing concept for me because it's never explained. So I'm left there questioning the whole time. Where did you just come from? But overall, Kagagawa is supposed to be a cocky, arrogant person, and they do it well. He's a mini boss, and they do it well. So I have no complaints with him, apart from one boss battle. But you know, we'll not go into that. <clears throat> Yeah, I would say um, out of the boss battles I've had so far, which you can kind of get into, um, I obviously haven't finished the game yet, but I would say the most annoying boss battle by far is the Katagawa Ball, which is like a little ball that he inhabits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was such an annoying boss battle. Like That would have me frustrated to the point I'm like, yeah. what the hell? Like, Zombie and I were playing it, and I was literally searching my friends list for a third friend to jump in just so we could beat the boss and move on. Yeah. <laughs> so it, literally, it came to the point where literally you just went, Oh, screw it. I was like, please, should I come in with the flak that I already have good gear with? And <laughs> yeah. he literally went, yeah, screw it, just fuck it, do it, because I can't be bothered anymore. <laughs> and then even then, yeah, I, like... I came in with that character, and then for some reason it became more overpowered and nearly killed me immediately. I was like, alright then. So I see what you're trying to do here, game. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I basically just tried to survive, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, I forget the name of it, but there's another really interesting boss um, a little later on, too. It's like, it's sort of like a Terminator-style boss. It's like this uh, giant, like, agitated robot. I forget what it's exactly called, but like, it's a giant robot type thing that, like, gets to fight. It's a really Antagonize interesting boss as well. 9,000! There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's a really interesting um, boss fight as well. Yeah, the boss that and... you kept dying to constantly. <clears throat> what? Hey, my character's not built for that, okay? No, it's built to jump down and get one every time. <laughs> yeah, that was so ridiculous. Like, I I can't tell, like, when, like, you know, his uh, attack is coming. So I literally just always get unlucky. I jump down and instantly get hit by his attack. I'm like, seriously? Like, <laughs> Dead. <laughs> you be like, oh, I'm spawning back in. Zombie, let's go. Dead. <laughs> Immediately. You can't even attack the thing. Oh... Uh... Oh, that's funny. And there's another one other interesting boss I want to kind of point out, but um, I don't want to say this name because um, I think saying this name kind of and what it is exactly kind of spoils part of the story. But there's a really cool boss fight where basically the ground that you're on tilts and um, you have to like Ooh. deal with that. I know you, you know I'm talking about zombie. Yeah, yeah. But I don't want to say the name because I think that would kind of give some stuff away if we say like what's going on with that, but. Uh, there's a boss fight worth the ground tilt, so it's kind of cool. <laughs> That's so vague. <laughs> <laughs> boss I mean, fight. I, I don't want to. Where the like... floor tilts? <laughs> That's all you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> but it gives away like key story details. We say worth that. So. Oh, this you may not said anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, anyway, moving on. Yeah, I mean, I think um, that's, you know, kind of most of the bosses and new characters. Um, anyone else you think we missed for character-wise? Uh, 
I mean, if we're mentioning returning characters, I could mention one from Promethea. There's a few we've got from Promethea. Sure. That play a huge part. Uh, like, one of the new characters you'll meet is Lorelei. Uh, and she's kind of, um, a fighter during all the stuff that's happening on Promethea. Which I won't get into because obviously it spoils the stuff. Uh, but yeah, we then have two returning characters in a previous Vault Hunter from the, which is, um, Zero from the second game. Um, which Zero is always awesome. Yeah, Zero is always awesome, yeah. And then, which I didn't think could actually, he wouldn't actually play a main thing in this, but then from Tales of the Borderlands, if anyone's ever played the Telltale game, Tales of the Borderlands, a lot of you probably have, Reese, who is the leader of Atlas. Which we already knew that was yeah. going to happen, but he plays a main role, which I was really surprised about. Yeah, so he's in the game quite a bit. Um, a little bit less so, but still included in the game is uh, his psychic Vaughn. He's in the game as well. Yeah. Vaughn is like a one, like it's basically not a one and done character, but it's like he's there on occasions. He's there like two cases, I believe, is yeah. what I've seen so far. So. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he he stays on Pandora. Yeah, he's just around there constantly. Yeah, just stays there. Bandit yeah, life. Yeah, he just you know, hangs out a little bit. And, and of course, you know, um, we won't spoil the story aspect of it, but of course, our boy Rick, you know, makes his kind of like usual, um. You know, jumping out of nowhere appearance. So. <laughs> yeah, just just always that's just... kind of Rick's style. You know, yeah. Rick's style is never to like actually be a part of like the the main like ship or main base. He just kind of like all of a sudden like, oh hey hey, Brick's back. Okay, so, no, he's here. He's just randomly <laughs> insert Brick here. Done. Oh hi, hey, <laughs> let's kill some enemies. Great, let's go. We haven't been doing that for ages. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I always love returning characters. It's always fun. It would be Borderlands. Yeah, I, I think it's cool to how they brought basically every uh, character that's like super important back. Yeah, and of course they've even brought the unimportant ones like uh, Tannis back. But you know, <laughs> I don't really want to talk about that. Well, so. Tannis does actually <laughs> play a huge role in this game, so uh... I don't want to talk about it, zombie. <laughs> Well, too bad. I have to talk about it because we're introducing I'm, I'm still, characters. I'm still trying to forget that she plays any role at all in this game, let alone the role she plays. So even though, I, I, I don't even though she's it. one of the main characters that we're talking about, main characters. I, about <laughs> I do not like tips. But yeah. Anyway. Um, I don't even care, Blaze, because we're talking about main characters, so we have to talk about tennis, either if you don't like it or not. If you don't like it, put some earmuffs on and pretend I'm not talking about it. Because <laughs> I'm guessing you've already done by this point, but anyway. Uh, but yeah, tennis does play a huge role. She's been in nearly all the games. Um, she's not liked by a few people that I know. Um, plays. Anyway, uh, but yeah, uh, she plays a huge role in this because she's your expert of Iridian stuff. I mean, without her, you basically wouldn't be able to go most places in the game, so you have that to thank her for. Um, and she's kind of your medic for the game. 
as well. So she plays two important roles in it. The medic and obviously your expert. But she doesn't play the most important role of all, which is dying. So that's not fair. (laughs) 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 It's the most important role you can play. The spite of you at this point. I literally think the spite of you at this point. I think they've heard every time you've said that you don't like that you don't like Tannis, and they're like, you know what? We'll deliver keep Tannis alive just to piss everyone off. Yeah. No. Borderlands it's poor, she needs to die. Well, I mean, or- she can't technically die because of, you know, the thing, but, you know. She needs to die, and it's going to happen. Borderlands 4. It's going to happen. Um, you know, God Queen Tyrene's going to come and say hello to her and be like, you know, yo, what's up? Um, I'm going to kill you. We're live on TV here, and you know, everyone's going to be happy, and all the Vault Hunters are going to cheer, and, you know, the world's going to be a safer place. Uh, no, not really, because Ava actually takes a liking to Tannis, if you have not realized by now. Well, I don't care. <laughs> well, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> uh, good lord. <laughs> um, we did mention how our other Vault Hunters have different options for their skill trees now. You have different augments, you have uh, different uh, skills that you can use instead of just one skill, so the skill trees are a lot more robust now, and I like the way they did them. Yeah, I like that. They did that well. I enjoy, I enjoy using new skill trees. Not not the endgame guiding token stuff, but, you know, I can get onto that later. Yeah, I think the skill trees are very interesting, and I definitely like them more than the other games so far. Yeah. But how would you say the loot in the game is? I think the loot is very interesting, and I think the uh, different guns, they have a lot of different options for guns in this game. Oh my god, yeah, I've seen so many different variants of guns. I've seen walking spider with googly eyes that blow up enemies. I've seen uh, burst weapons, like different elemental weapons. Um, I've, god, I've seen, um, a gun that you throw up in the air and it bloody has a drone that follows you and shoots for you. Like, okay. (laughs) It's mad, like, all the customization for all these guns and all that stuff. Like, all the weapon skins you can get for all these guns and all that. Uh, They're all really, really good. And the loot, until they did the recent patch, was actually really good for legendaries. But, yeah. Um, I'll talk about more about that patch later, but yeah, the loot in the game overall is actually good, and I enjoy getting a lot of the loot. Yeah, I think the loot is definitely great. Um, I'd say better in some other games, and I think one of the cool things for me is the different firing modes some of the guns have now. Like, some of the guns have uh, different firing modes where you can literally switch it from, you know, being a cryo gun to, like, a, a pyro gun, or uh, having shock damage. Like, it's really interesting, and some of the guns, like, fire grenades, um, some of the guns actually. Some of the guns are like the, the Children of the Vault guns. They have like high um, energy, like beams that shoot out, and like interesting things like that. Like there's really interesting guns. Yeah, there's a variance of a lot of different guns that just are good in general. Oh, isn't there like that Mega Mind like brain gun too, or something? Yeah, that's uh, that's what I was on about with this uh, walking uh, yeah. spiders with goopy yeah. eyes. <laughs> it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. There are some weapons like that that become really weird, but look cool. So, But you're happy with the loot in the game overall? Like, you think there's, you know, a, a decent balance of, like, um, great guns and, like, shitty ones and stuff like that? I was until they did the fucking patch, but, you know. <laughs> right. 
So Well, I, I guess since you're bringing it up, do you want to talk about the latest patch and uh, so, talk us through what they just did? So, the latest patch, they've had a couple since the game came out, and one of the things they did was, uh, I hope you love to having legendary weapons drop a lot, Blaze, because you don't get that anymore. They balanced it back out to where loot isn't as common as uh, it is usually uh, for legendary, so they've downgraded how much loot you actually get, which are legendary now. They've downgraded it twice. Uh... There was this pipe bomb that you could get as well, the porcelain pipe bomb, which basically would ruin enemies uh, and ruin bosses like in like eight shots. They've nerfed that so it's basically awful now, because it used to be a broken grenade. So, uh, they've nerfed that. They've improved certain bugs, uh, certain UI stuff, like overall the game's obviously stability. Um, uh, one of the major things that people complained about was the end game stuff, which is, I think that you get at the end game is these things called guardian tokens, which help upgrade your vault hunter even more without using the skill tree. And you get different rewards based on how much you go down each skill tree, because it's based on survival, assault, and looting. And luck and all that. So there are three different trees you can go down each one and get different rewards, skins, uh, buffs. Um, but there was a glitch that happened with it where if you collected too much, it would actually negate all the rank that you'd have and make it so your points got into the negatives, so you wouldn't be able to actually use your guardian tokens until you got out the negatives. I know I personally experienced that glitch, which was a pain in the ar- pain in the ass. And I don't Can know you if explain you a little bit better of what guardian tokens exactly do? So guardian tokens... Uh, is a bar that you basically you earn this and you get it with your XP at the end of the game uh, once you complete the story and these guardian tokens are used to upgrade your guardian rank which goes up based on these three different skill trees so one being for your health your regen your survivability one being for your gun damage your crit spots and basically damage overall and one being for your looting like luck skill accuracy all that is in that tree. And as you go down them, you get more perks that help your character improve based on survivability, damage, and loot. Um, and you can get skins and stuff like that as well. And that's what that's designed for at the end of the, at the end game, to just keep improving your Vault Hunter without using the skill tree. Interesting, that's kind of cool actually. And uh, let's just say hypothetically then, with uh, my Moe's build, do you think using the Guardian Ranks, I could actually um, it solve my survivability problem with those? No. No? It's not good enough where you can do that? No. So it's kind of just like a small boost, basically, that stuff gives you? Yeah, like extra regen, um, extra uh, points. You could... Oh, your survivability, actually, never mind. Scrap what I just said. Because you can upgrade in some of your skills for your survivability. You can upgrade your max health, your shield capacity, your shield rate, your shield delay, your your um, your movement speed, all that is all in that survivability that you could upgrade. And you choose which ones you want to upgrade every time you rank up. Interesting. So, um, I guess I'll have to get to the end game to you know do that. But uh, is there anything else in the end game that's uh, worth mentioning? Uh, you start to get, uh, there's a mayhem mode that you get, which basically is, um, essentially, you make your game harder, but you get better loot in return, and you get to experience enemies that you wouldn't have experienced during the story, and you use this to go and verse bosses that you've already versed before, and you farm them, you get legendaries that are good, 
But you also get these weapons called anointed weapons. Now these anointed weapons are going to be real, are going to glow, so you obviously know they are them. And these anointed weapons are either going to be just anointed on their own, or they're going to be anointed for Pacific Vault Hunter. And basically, what it does is you can use the perk that's specific with that anointed like Vault Hunter, which will also help improve your stuff. So, for example, I had a gun that was anointed for a Beastmaster, which gave me like thirty percent more damage and accuracy. I can use that, but if I was to, for example, if I was to like get another version of that gun and give it to somebody else, they couldn't use that because it's anointed specifically for a Beastmaster only, so they wouldn't be able to use the perk. But if it's fully anointed, just normal anointed and not for a specific vault, uh, vault hunter, you can use that gun. Anyone can use that gun's extra perks that come with it. Hmm. It's kind of an interesting uh, way to do things. Yeah. So do you like the uh, app for the endgame so far? Like, Do you think it's going to be enough to keep people coming back? Yeah, definitely. And do you think there's enough loot in the game that will make people um, want to come back as well? Definitely, yeah. I've even I've got a full locker full of legendaries, and I haven't even begun to touch the surface of how many legendaries are in the game yet. Fair enough. And I think one thing we um kind of skipped by earlier too is talking about some of the other stuff involving uh the sanctuary ship. Um, one of the things that's really interesting in this game is you have a lost loot machine. Do you want to tell people what that does? I'm so glad they added this thing in because I've experienced glitches where I've lost loot, but they repair in the, th- the ship later. So basically, what lost loot is. Is essentially, so if you're in a mission, and I've had experiences with this, where you're going to get stuck in a place where you can't get to it, right? And you can't pick it up. Unlike previous games where you wouldn't be able to get that gun, it would disappear forever and you'd be really annoyed. With this game, it implements a lost loot system. So if you haven't picked up certain weapons or legendaries, for example, because they get main prioritized over all the other loot, uh, it'll automatically take that gun, put it in your lost loot collection, and you'll be able to pick it back up once you get back to the ship. Yeah, and what's cool, too, is not only that, but you can actually go over to Marcus and increase the amount of lost loot you can have. So it's kind of like buying a bank SDU. You can actually buy more space for lost loot. So that way, if you have more lost loot, it gives you more guns. Because say you only have, you know, four of the machine, after the fourth one, it'll stop bringing it to you. So, like, it's kind of cool if you can actually increase that and get more guns that way. Yeah. But um, one of the cool things as well, uh, kind of involving Sanctuary, is the sort of uh, fast travel system now, because now you actually don't need to go to a fast travel station to fast travel. Oh yeah, I love that. Instead of having to keep going back to obviously a fast travel station, which used to take the mitt, you uh, you can just literally fast travel just on the spot. You can just go, oh, I want to fast travel, let's go, done. Which is so much easier. Exactly. And you can fast travel to, you know, a different planet, and it's, like, really cool to actually use that uh, map system now. Yeah, definitely. And honestly, the Sanctuary ship, I'd say, is really well done. It's, like, really cool to explore it. You have, you know, everyone has their different rooms. Like, Tannis is up in, like, a medical room. You know, you have uh, Hammerlock has an area. You know, uh, Lilith is always on the bridge. You got, you know, Ellie down in, like, the basement, kind of with uh, Crazy Earl, you know, doing the catch a ride and stuff like that. Yeah, Claptrap. Um, He's down in the basement. As Baymax well. gets involved as well at some point. We won't really spoil how he gets involved, but you know he's in there. Yeah. Uh, Ava has a room, so it's definitely cool stuff there. Moxie has a room. Obviously, Moxie doesn't. Sorry, Moxie doesn't have a room. Does. She has a bar. Sorry, let me <laughs> yes. rephrase that. <laughs> 
that she has her slots again, so you can always play some slots and uh, have some fun with that. Yeah. But I think um, this game definitely did a great job with the different uh, cosmetics you can do this time, because there's a lot more, um, you know, skins and heads, but now you can actually have um, quite a bit of weapon skins and weapon trinkets as well. Weapon trinkets, like, is basically like a little keychain you can hang on your weapons, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I like that. Like, the way, obviously, you have, like, keychains and weapons and stuff like that. Just yeah. more customization well, you... in general. I love it. Exactly. Like, and that's kind of great for the longevity of the game, because, you know, it's going to have a lot more longevity with, um, you know, oh, I want to try out this new skin on Moe's I got. You know, oh, uh, you know, did you see this new skin that Amara has? Let me check out that skin. Like, you know, try it out. So it's going to get people coming back more with uh, different, like, types of skins and different uh, styles, I think. Yeah. Definitely. But I think that's pretty much it for the Sanctuary ship. I don't think there's anything we didn't cover on the ship anymore, do you? No, we covered everything. And is there anything you can think of that um, overall we didn't cover? I mean, I think uh, one thing we didn't touch on very briefly is uh, some of the side missions. Like, um, we didn't get to play a ton of side missions so far, but I think the side missions from what we've seen so far are well done. I mean... We played a side mission um, that's similar to one in Borderlands 2 with Handsome Jack, where uh, Tyree wants us to uh, kill ourselves, and basically you uh, go in this, like, death trap and, you know, get yourself killed, but in doing so, uh, she actually gives you a really interesting legendary gun. Yeah. That she then talks to you and calls you a gunslot for the entirety of the yeah. game, and it kind of gets annoying sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, she says you're a sellout and like so that stuff. Yeah, just like, oh, I'm back here again. God, Green Tyree, in the hands of this asshole. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> and she continuously calls you a sellout and stuff like that. So yeah. it's kind of fun, actually. Yeah. And honestly, like, it's a pretty good gun. I mean, I think I stopped using it now because um my level just got too powerful where, like, it wasn't really worth it anymore. But yeah. for, you know, when you get it, like, it's pretty well-balanced gun. It's um a really good gun to use. Yeah, I love personally. I using... believe it's a pistol, if I'm right, right? It's a pistol. Yeah, it's I think. a pistol. I mean, they have a similar gun that talks to you as well, not just Tyreen's one. They have uh, a gun dedicated to Handsome Jack. Uh, I don't think I've seen that one yet. Called the Handsome Jack Hammer, and I love the red text for this because it references the actual like last line he ever says that he draw when he's alive. Uh, right. That saying that. Uh, everybody thinks they're the hero of their own story. Mm-hmm. And that is the line that's, that's the line that's obviously said before he dies. But, like, what, what I, what I love about that is that symbolizes Jack as a whole while inside of a gun. I just love the way he did that because obviously Jack thought he was the hero of his own story and it turned out he wasn't. So for that's him true, to, so, that's a good point, actually. So for him to even say that, like, it's such a well-put line of him saying that because everybody thinks that. But they're not. No, that's true. They could be the villain for we'll all they know. keep a lookout for that gun. I mean... I've already got yeah, one. There's definitely, I can show it um, And, like, you saying that, too, I mean, we won't spoil anything, but there's definitely some points in the story, too, where uh, you get some surprises that you, you might not have seen coming. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Even ones that you haven't seen yet, so... Yeah. Alright, I, I can't wait for that then. <laughs> you can't wait for that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if anyone's wondering, the mission that I'm on uh, is the Great Vault. I haven't uh, done it yet, but that's the next mission I'm about to do, so I assume that's going to be a very fun mission. So. It is. It is a really fun mission, I'll just say that now. 
This last, <laughs> this last end, this like basically like end game, like few missions that are left, is really fun. I love the end games missions that come up. They're really Perfect. fun. I'll take it then. Yeah. And you know, if Tannis happens to die in one of those missions, then you know it, it makes the end game perfect. It makes it so there's no flaws at all. Well, I don't know. Maybe she will. Maybe she won't. Who knows? <laughs> but um, is there anything else you want to say um, overall about the latest patch or um, anything in the game that we haven't talked about? I think we pretty much covered uh, all the basics. Yeah. Yeah. Just one thing about the patch. Please, Gearbox. Please stop like unbalancing the loot so basically nobody can get any legendaries. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, let's just wait for them to zero. I guess quickly, too, um, there have been some bugs in the game, too. Like, I experienced a bug uh, on Eden 6 where my audio kept going out. I couldn't hear any audio. Um, but things like that, for the most part, I think have been fixed now. Yes, they have. At least from what I've seen. But, and you know, that frame rate early on, well. they had some weird bugs. Yeah, so, I mean, most games, when they come out now, they have issues early on, so, like, by the time you're hearing this, probably most of those issues are going to be fixed, so, uh, to me, it's not worth mentioning them at, as much, really, because uh, when you're playing the game now, you're probably not going to see those same bugs. Oh, yeah, because there used to be a frame rate glitch that I hated. I know, Blaze, you had it at one point, which is really annoying, where all the frame rate just dies and comes back and Well, dies. the most annoying one for me was the audio glitch of Eden 6. Like, my yeah. audio kept dying, so I had to keep reloading the game. Like, they've patched, <laughs> but they've patched all of that now, and they've made even more improvements, and they've said more updates are to come to improve the stability of the game. Which is good, so. Yeah. So at least they're listening to us, unlike, you know, certain games, but, you know, we won't get into that. <laughs> Very true. But, um, do you have anything else to say about the game overall? Overall, it's a massive step up considered from Borderlands 2. It basically top it, it. It topped it. It did what it was saying it was going to do. It was going to top it, and it did that amazingly well. It's like this has got to be my favorite one. Yeah, I agree. They did a great job with it, and I'm definitely very happy with uh, everything they did. So, you know, Borderlands 3, awesome job, and I can't wait to finish the story. Honestly, and it's going to be really fun finishing the story. And I can't wait to do an episode about it, too, because, I mean, um, we're going to come back and, you know, talk more about it. And, uh, Zombie, I think you'd probably be excited to talk about, like, a spoiler-filled uh, podcast of the story, right? Yes! <laughs> it's hard to say everything <laughs> right now! Ah! So, uh, I think <laughs> I think the next time we come back, we'll do a spoiler-filled uh, version of the story. So, we will let you know at the start of the episode that there are going to be spoilers, but, you know... I wanted to do a non-spoiler one for uh, people that are new to the game, people that might not have purchased it yet, things like that to kind of give you overall just the game. Yeah. But um, before we head out here, just a couple of news items for again real quick. Our next episode is probably going to be a State of Decay 2 episode for episode 99. Uh, that's probably going to be going over a recent announcement they made, as well as some patch notes they said that um, they might reveal um, this next stream. So we're probably going to combine that into one podcast, and that'll be episode 99. And episode 100, I don't exactly know what I'm going to do yet, but if you guys want to um, throw me suggestions, then let me know. Uh, i definitely like to have some suggestions on what I should be doing for episode 100. So if you want to suggest that, just um, contact me on any of the ways that we're going to talk about in a second to uh, contact me. You can shoot email to blazeexperience at gmail.com or any other way. Our next stream, uh, all next week, actually, we're going to be streaming Sustained Decay 2. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, 
12 to 4 Eastern. I'll be streaming State of Decay 2 on Mixer.com slash Blaze Experience. So check me out there. Uh, part of that will probably be a Demolition Derby uh, tournament. So I don't exactly know um, what days I'm going to be doing it at the moment. I was going to be all three days originally, but I just haven't had time to get parts and stuff. So um, if anyone out there is looking to donate some parts, then I would definitely accept that because running these derbies, it takes a lot of parts. I have 22 cars ready to go and 22 cars to get them all like prepared and everything. I believe we marked it at, it takes about like 40 toolkits to get everything ready. So it takes a lot of toolkits just for one, um, like derby setup. And it, it, then you have to repair them again. So like I basically need like infinite toolkits. So if anyone wants to, you know, help me out with some parts or a couple of toolkits, you know, um, I'll take anything you can get. So, you know, we did a lot of toolkits to do that. So gas is definitely needed too, but gas is a little bit easier to get. Toolkits aren't as easy, but. That being said, uh, that's what we have coming up next week. We will have a night stream as well. And um, I believe the night stream will be uh, voted on very soon in the community, so we'll have to post that poll in our Discord. So look out for that. But um, that will be a vote one. And uh, hopefully we can do like a bonus stream in Borderlands 3 soon or get back to it the week after that finish the story finally. But, um, Zombie, if people want to contact you, how can they contact you? Uh, well, you can find me in Blaze's Discord at uh, ZombieColorama. Or you can just find me generally in Blaze's streams, because I'm there all the time, <laughs> literally. Yeah, and you can jump by the stream anytime. Um, Zombie is correct. Basically every stream, uh, you know, 95% of them, he is there. Pretty much the only ones you might not see him is uh, some of the night streams. If I do a night stream in the beginning of the week, he probably won't be there for that one. But that being said, if you want to contact me, you can contact me via email, theblazeexperience at gmail.com. You can contact me on my Discord, which will be in the show notes, um, on YouTube and Facebook as well. So you can uh, get a hold of me there, but I don't um, check those as often. You can contact me via my Xbox Live Gamer Tag or my Twitter, at BlazeExperience. That's capital B-L-A-I-S-E, capital X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E. And those are the main ways to contact me. If you want to listen to the podcast, you're obviously doing it some version right now, but you can find it on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, many of the directories. Uh, just basically type in the latest experience into your search bar and you will find us somewhere. And if you don't want to have any apps on your phone or your listening device, whatever you're using, a tablet, computer, you don't like to have apps on there, I do have another option for you if you join my Discord. Then in my Discord, there's direct download links for every episode. So if you just want to listen to a couple episodes, you know, pick them out uh, piecemeal, you can look in my Discord and download any episode you want there by just clicking the link and it'll download the episode. So uh, that's a way you can do it without actually uh, having apps on your phone or anything like that. But that being said, uh, Zombie, thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. And I, I can't wait to do the Spoiler Phil podcast. It's going to be a fun one. Yeah, it will be. But we will see you again next time, everyone. And thank you very much for listening to The Blaze Spirits.